Welcome to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. GPB, GPB gpb.org, GPB Media, all the apps that are known to mankind and also on your favorite podcatchers and how do you save us? Do Football Fridays in Georgia. Use quotes, hit the magnifying glass, go to your favorite podcatcher, save us, and Matt Stewart, give us 8,000 likes. Is that the number? 8 billion? How many likes do we need? As many as it takes. That. So a lot of likes. Do that on a weekly basis, and thanks for hanging out with us. And since Matt and I were here last week talking about the Super Bowl, can we say Super Bowl? Can we use those words? Yeah, Super Bowl 53 is now history, so there's... So everybody's out of town, so we can use those words? Yeah. All right, so the Roman numeral classic, version 53. We talked about the Georgia influence, whether it was high school or college, and it showed out again. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Sony Michelle, uh, the University of Georgia running back out of South Florida, scored the only touchdown in the game. <laughs> and uh, I would like to be that kid uh, who won four hundred grand by on the prop bet, predicting that the Rams would score only three points. Wow, I mean, that's just amazing. Uh, you would have thought three points on first possession, three points for the entire game. It was just, it was a weird game. There's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, we could sit here and call it a defensive battle, but it defensive really. Defensive masterpiece. It was really more about. Uh, one thing I tweeted this week was you know, everybody in the NFL is looking for the next Sean McVay. Right. Really, maybe what they ought to be looking for is the next Bill Belichick, the next Wade Phillips. The two oldest guys, in Merce- two of the oldest guys in Mercedes-Benz Stadium had the biggest impact on the outcome of that game. Belichick, who's 66, Wade Phillips, who's 71. I think more than individual players, it was the schemes they came up to counteract the opposing offenses was the biggest story of that game. And you're looking at, we talked about Sony Michelle, Shaq Mason on the front line from Georgia Tech, and David Andrews. David Andrews. It's just so funny having Georgia and Georgia Tech on that front line. Right, exactly. And maybe we've got, maybe we have a, a reemerging Georgia Georgia Tech rivalry. I know we'll talk about it a little bit more, but just what, you know, Tech was able to do on on National Ooh. Signing Day and of course what Georgia did too. I mean, Georgia finishes with the number 2 class in the entire nation. So, Yellow Jackets and everybody else has a long way to go to keep up with them. Kirby Smart has vaulted them into a another stratosphere. And obviously it was good to see everybody shine. It was about I think it was 10 individuals whether it was coaches, players, high school, college, it was good to see everybody shine on the international stage for the Roman numeral classic version 53. The other reason you are here, sir, as the play-by-play voice of Football Fridays in Georgia on Georgia Public Broadcasting, mm-hmm. you are the recruiting guru. I mean, the yeah, that, that ba- the backlight the backlight and the, the shine and all of the glow that goes around with recruiting, second to none, dude, you know what you're talking about. Well, it's all interconnected in my mind. High school leads to college. College leads to the NFL. And it, it, and don't get me wrong. It, it, the high school game is not is not there 
to, you know, stock college football, and college football isn't there to stock NFL. I, I, I don't like it when people kind of go down that road with it when they watch, well, I'm watching a college football game to see what this guy's going to do in the NFL, yeah. or I'm watching a high school football game to see what this guy's going to do in translate. college. Uh, it, but they are interconnected, and to say that they're not – uh, is kind of missing is kind of missing a big component in this thing. The vast majority of the kids that play high school football won't play next level, just like the vast majority of college football players won't play next level. But there are some that do, and it's an important story to tell. All right, now you had your top ten last week. Mm-hmm. Top ten guys that we needed to keep an eye on that hadn't signed. That hadn't signed. Do you want to start with Jemias Griffin, or do you want to start with a larger story? No, we'll start with Jemias because I, I that was such a huge story for Georgia Tech to get Jemias Griffin, the four-star running back who chose Georgia Tech over Auburn, Louisville, NC State, yeah. who he had decommitted from two weeks prior, a Gatorade State Player of the Year, USA Today, first-team All-American, Brother Quan plays there at Georgia Tech already as a defensive lineman himself, a former Rome Wolf. And I, I thought that Jemias, and I said this a number of times, I'll say it again, I thought he was the best running back that we saw on GPB Football Fridays in Georgia this past season. Yeah. The best combination. We saw a lot of really good ones. Travis Tisdale out of Lowndes, who went to Kentucky. Uh, uh, Dejon Edwards, who still has another year at Colquitt County. But to me, Jemias was the absolute best. And uh, for Georgia Tech to get him in Jeff Collins' first Huge. year as head coach, I think this signals where this program is going from a recruiting standpoint. We all know last decade with Paul Johnson, Paul Johnson like you know, threw out the recruiting rankings. We don't look at those because we're recruiting different types of players, and it worked for him sometimes, and sometimes it didn't. But by and large, it did work for him. Yeah. But now this is a different era, and I see you see Georgia Tech stepping into uh, more of what everybody else is doing, and getting Jemias Griffin was a big statement in that direction. And the rest of your top ten, what other things popped out to you? Uh, Jadarian Boykin, the kid out of Jones County who was the highest rated unsigned player going into the second national signing day. He did sign with Louisville. Uh, Jamie Robinson, the safety out of Lee County, ended up going to South Carolina. Dante Walker, Cedar Grove, he did go to Marshall. Uh, Jay Ward out of Colquitt County. This is a guy that had been committed to Kentucky most of the season, decommitted from Kentucky late all season long. Rush kept telling us all season long he's going to end up at LSU and – that's sure where he signed. He signed with LSU. He was right. Stephen Linton, the kid out of Dublin that we talked about extensively on last week's podcast, kind of an unknown in the state of Georgia. He ends up signing with Syracuse. Jamal Hill did go to Auburn, uh, uh, did go to Oregon, pardon me. I was jumping ahead. Kam- you know, Kamar Bell, the offensive lineman from Colquitt County, another one of those guys. It was a it was a Auburn, Florida State, down to the wire thing. He ends up signing with Auburn and uh, Garmin ran. Randolph, uh, the big lanky tight end out of uh, out of uh, uh, Jefferson, ends up signing uh, with Baylor. Some of the others, Knox Kadem, who we talked about last week, he had just gotten that offer from Virginia Tech last week after committing to James Madison. Well, he does sign uh, with Virginia Tech. Brian Merritt out of Colquitt County signs with uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, XRD signed with Florida Atlantic. 
Xavier Roberts Donaldson. Yes, he did. Yes, and that's another one I was getting ready to hit. Yeah, Xavier Roberts, who had been committed to Kennesaw State, uh, and I tweeted that too. Lane Kiffin came into the state of Georgia and stole an absolute gem. And I know a lot of people, I guess, were a little bit uh, hesitant because of his size. He's not a big kid, five nine, and not not big. But I think he's an absolute gem. I think in that offense, he's going to really light it up. Uh, Cade Radham. I did not realize this. I thought Cade Cade was a signing yesterday, but apparently he had. He did sign, uh, according to the list I was looking at yesterday with Kennesaw State, the kid out of Creekview. I yeah. thought it's a great, tough runner. I think he's a perfect fit for that that, that Owls offense. And uh, Ross Malmgrim, who we saw play for North Paulding, uh, he signed with Charleston Southern. So congratulations to him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzgerald rather, did sign with Florida State, the kicker. And uh, Cameron Brown following his brother Derek to Auburn. Uh, as well. And you look at Florida State, and I say this because I'm the alum on the show. Mm-hmm. Second consecutive signing day cycle, they don't sign a quarterback, and you have athletes who don't want to go to Florida State now. And you kick the quarterback off your roster. Right, and you're down to one. Yeah. You have one quarterback right now. I, I think that as the alum on the show, uh, the, Willie Taggart's got problems. Yeah, he does. I mean, he he does have problems, and uh, it's just amazing, really, you know, to the level this program has sunk in a short period of time. Remember, it was not long ago that this was a national championship team, and not that you have to be reminded. Yeah, thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, and uh, a number of the guys that we talked about, uh, I think last week, I think out of the top 10 unsigned players that we talked about, Last week, there were three of them mm-hmm. in that top 10 unsigned left in the state of Georgia that were visiting Florida State or had just recently visited Florida State, uh, you know, either last weekend or the weekend prior, and none of them signed with Exactly. State. Yeah, thanks for the reminder of that, yeah. too. And, but also, with your top 10, let's see, you had Conference USA, you had the SEC, you had the ACC, and you had the Big Ten 12, I believe, represented Mm -hmm. with those guys. So, uh, once again, it shows just how people are invading the state of Georgia and and hooking up to the Jeff Fisher algorithm from High School Football America about this being the number three state in the country when it comes to college athletes. Yeah, you had as far west as Oregon, as far north as Syracuse, and then in in the SEC you had Auburn, you had LSU, you uh, had South Carolina, and of course you had Georgia Tech as well getting in on that mix. Five-minute warning. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Now, around the state, we know that Kirby Smart went into Alabama and pulled a couple of uh, five stars out of there to add to his big signing class. What other highlights did you have coming into the state of Georgia? Well, that was the huge one, Uh, you know, flipping George Pickens uh, on the last day, a a kid who had been committed for 18 months to the Auburn Tigers, the number four rated wide receiver in the entire country. And in essence, you replace Jaden Hazelwood, who had decommitted and eventually signed with Oklahoma. So you replace the loss of that talent uh, by getting Pickens. And you take him away from Auburn. In fact, you know, as you probably all know, there were Auburn players who were tweeting that Georgia was paying players. They were very angry about it. As you know, as um, it's it's a sore subject. It's bad blood on National Signing Day when something like this happens. But it was supposed he and uh, Bo Nix, who was the number one rated dual threat quarterback out of Pinson Valley, Alabama, who's already enrolled at Auburn. They were going to be a, a one-two punch. Right. 
in this signing class for Auburn and Georgia just took away, you know, one of their punches. Now, Auburn still finished with the number 12 signing class in the nation, but in the SEC, I think that's the number six. Yeah. <laughs> You're number 12 in the nation, but only the sixth best signing class, according to the ratings in the SEC. And, and Georgia also did get Brett Seether, uh, a three-star tight end out of Clearwater, Florida, but they're also apparently in the mix for this former Tennessee ball tight end who's a grad transfer, Eli Wolf, who's apparently going to go down between uh, Georgia and Ohio State. Now, you mentioned the North Avenue slide rule jockeys, as our, our friend <laughs> Leonard used to refer to them, uh, getting Jemias Griffin. They also had a, a big day, too. Yeah, Central Gwinnett linebacker Cornelius Evans, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania wide receiver Nazir Burnett, and uh, Birmingham defensive end Michael Lockhart, the the four that they ended up signing on National Signing Day. Um, that uh, early impressions that of what Jeff is doing over at Georgia Tech. Uh, I mean, he, he, well, he's he's got him back. He's got him back, and I know Georgia Tech fans are really excited about this, where they're recruiting. In the mainstream, um, like we said earlier, Paul Johnson with his triple option offense said we don't recruit in the mainstream. We don't look at uh, recruiting rankings, and rightfully so with that offense. Now, defensively, it should have been a different story, but offensively, because the the players that you were recruiting to that offense aren't going to fit within the parameters of three, the four, and the five stars. Uh, they're spread. They're, you know, they're those triple option type players. So now they've gotten back to that. Uh, and getting Jemias, of course, uh, was a huge thing for them. And he's assembled a coaching staff with a bunch of former players. Tashard Choice, a former running back at Georgia Tech out of Lovejoy High School. We all remember him. Uh, he played a role in uh, landing uh, Jemias Griffin. Then you've got State, uh, Southern, and Kennesaw. Where do you want to go next? Uh, well, Georgia State signed seven up to a total of 20. Only one player out of the state of Georgia in their final seven, Jamari Thrash out of Troop County. Uh, but they, Kobe Hudson target? But, but Yes, yeah, exactly. But previously uh, in December they had signed uh, linebacker Marcus Anderson out of Colquitt, uh, Jeffrey Clark defensive lineman out of McEachern, and Jordan Venezial out of uh, the linebacker out of North Paulding, all guys that we have seen. Uh, on football Fridays in Georgia. Now, two-minute warning. We, we're at the two-minute warning now. Mm-hmm. Kennesaw State, at points, was the number two team in Division One AA. It shows you how old I am by referencing it that way instead mm-hmm. of FCS. Right. Brian Bohannon loaded back up again. Yeah, they they landed a, a cu- three three stars. Uh, uh, one of them they signed yesterday, the defensive back Dante Justice out of Baldwin High School. And in the early period, they got Antoine Fan out of Perry. He's the highest-rated recruit in program history, a three-star. Remember, it is an FCS, so a three-star is a pretty significant get for FCS programs. It's certainly in an abundance. Uh, and them getting three, I think, is significant. Kate Radham, who I'd mentioned before, the running back out of Creekview, I really like. And also yesterday, ended up signing three other guys uh, Kirik Reese out of Stockbridge, defensive lineman. Demetric uh, Barnes, defensive lineman out of Stone Mountain. And uh, William Jennings out of Decatur, a linebacker, to round out the Owls class. And uh, Georgia Southern, Chad Lunsford doing really well. Absolutely. I mean, there was no program in the nation that had quite the turnaround that Georgia Southern did this past year as Chad Lunsford had his first full season as the Eagles head coach, going from the disastrous uh, two-win season the year prior, 
where he got promoted to head coach in the middle of the season to uh, 10 wins this year in a bowl uh, victory in the Camellia Bowl. They signed four guys, all of them out of the state of Florida. Uh, tight ends Chase Hancock and Bo Johnson, slot receiver Darius Lewis, and kicker Zach Sessa. Uh, to replace Tyler Bass, who was a really good kicker for them. And Mercer and Savannah State really doing well when it came to signing day as well. And Dylan Fromm. Dylan Fromm, uh, he had not signed in the early period. Dylan Fromm, the uh, state player of the year, Mr. Georgia football uh, quarterback, uh, did sign with them uh, as we all expected he would. Good to have you, my friend. How How do folks hang out with you on social media? Uh, Matt Stewart TV. What he's Matt Stewart at Matt Stewart TV. The, don't forget the app. Yeah, at that's another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB Media. Thanks for accessing us. However you do so on your favorite podcatcher, put Football Fridays in Georgia in quotes at the magnifying glass. Save us and hang out with us every single week. He's Matt. I'm John. Tommy will be with us just around the corner. Play it safe, everybody. Percy, we're heading home.